0: From Drop Biscuit Studios and A.J. Benzie, Fame is a Bitch. Hey everybody, A.J. Benzie here with Fame is a Bitch. This is an abbreviated free show for January 2nd, 2023. one 2, two, oh, two got to get used to that 2-3 on the end doesn't look as neat as 2-2 did, but I figured, look, there's not much going on. A lot of podcasts have taken off this week. I don't see many new ones by the guys I really love, Smartless, or uh, Dana Carvey and David Spade, Corolla. The guys I tune into are kind of tuned out this week, and I understand why. It's a, It's a weird week. I know some of you said it's the greatest week I can... Just sit back and, you know, like, not worry about work. I guess I understand that if that's the kind of living you make. I get it. But um, a lot of the people that I talk about, they go away. They go, they they just disappear. They're in St. Barts. They're in Sardinia. And some of them are just missing. What else Kanye West at? No one really knows. The man who uh, rents his office space says he's been in arrears, hasn't paid rent for months. It's a big-ass bill, and he's just split somewhere. And I'll tell you something. um, Well, I said this the other day. I, I don't think Kanye's long for this world. I just don't. I think, you know, him and Britney, I talk about a lot, Britney Spears. I just think Kanye is not long for this world. I think he's gotten so over his head with the shit he said, the things he's done. I'm not sure he can climb out of that hole. It's not going to be, uh, you know, a, a hit song isn't going to do it. He's not touring. He's got no album out. So he's got to kind of be rudderless right now and try to make something of his life and try to convince people that he isn't what. We all know he is, and that's fucking crazy. And you might say, <clears throat> you know, anti-Semitic, what have you? You wouldn't be wrong if you said that. So, I kind of feel that way, you know. Always, always around this time of year, and also deep summer, you know, August, the, the the dog days of summer, and right around this time of year, I just there's always some violence, really bad violence that goes on. I don't know what it is about the holidays. I don't know what people have cooked up in their head, but I'm going to get into a couple of those stories in a minute. We all know about the Idaho suspect, this crazy bastard. I mean, the, the girlfriend's crazy about this story. I'm not I'm not really up on it 100%. I just haven't um, dove into it yet. I know the specifics, but I'm not really deep into it. I mean, I saw the picture of blood coming outside the house. And it, you know, I've never seen, none of us have ever seen that. A murder scene where blood is dripping outside the house. That's how gory it was. And is this guy a serial killer? Do we know yet? Guy's a, a, a very learned man. You know, uh, uh, well-educated. <clears throat> the weird thing was he's apparently he's been wearing gloves. While shopping for the last couple of weeks or last month, he's been shopping with gloves on to not leave a trace anywhere. I mean, I'm not even sure that works. I mean, don't you look crazy wearing gloves in a store? Maybe not. If it's cold, I guess that's okay. But he's
1: just he's a sick fuck. He's sick. It was a sick
0: thing that happened in New York. With this machete that I'll get into. So, today's show it's going to be a little shorter because it's New Year's Day and, you know, and no one's really into the day. It's just, I'm not a big New Year's Eve guy. I never, you know, I did all those things 100 years ago. New Year's Eve is like a Tuesday night for me. It doesn't jump out at me like, oh, we got to go out. We got to this. No, I don't, I don't think that way at all. I wanted to see my son. My son came over last night. Rocco's still here now. That's all I wanted. See my boy, you know. The ball drop didn't mean shit. Um, I remember when Joey was a younger younger guy, maybe like 20 years old. Me, Rosie, and Jack were going to some party or something. And he was like, ah, I'm not going out. I'm staying home. I'm going to lift weights. He thought he was crazy. He said, no, I'm just going to lift weights. I don't need to go out. I like that. I find that intriguing with people to just not have to go party. You know, it's it's amateur night. I had a good I had a good few New Year's Eves over the years, you know, Miami, New York City, Cuba. There was some really fun times, but yeah, it's just what are you gonna do? You know, watch Anderson Cooper and uh Andy Cohen flirt, drink stupid liquids that no one knows what did you see that the other night? I saw a little bit of that and I had to turn I just said, what am I watching this for? Why is this a thing? Why is it a thing? I don't mind them getting a little tipsy. I think that's funny. It's funny to see your newsman get tipsy on air. Anderson Cooper does not drink. He can't stand the taste of alcohol. But Andy Cohen likes to have some fun. It's so weird when I think of back in the New York City days that I was at the New York Daily News. Andy Cohen, I believe, was at NBC. Just starting out. Not an intern, but, like, a year or so into his job there. And Lee Radswell, like, not not Lee Radswell. Um, the other one from the Housewives show. She's cute. I can't think. Callan, Whatever the fuck. She was at NBC. She was starting out in the news division. And we were all together. We'd see each other at, at functions and stuff. And, and Andy Cohen just blew up. I don't understand, though, how a man wants to just be around to watch women bitch at each other. That is the, who, you know, I I don't want to hear bitching from a woman, let alone produce six or seven shows that include that every single
1: week. I don't know how that, you don't lose your mind. But, you know,
0: gay men like that sort of thing. Um, But he's a good dude, Andy. Same birthday as I I have. Um, I'm gonna jump off topic for a second because today, you know, as I keeping with tradition this past week, these shows are just coming off the top of my head. I'm not planning anything, I'm not putting down bullet points. I just I'm freewheeling it. Free balling and freewheeling it um on this show. Um there won't be a Patreon. The free show's for everybody, you can all hear it. Um and I just I don't know. You know, it's a weird week, not because of the death, Jackie's death, not because my mother died, not that. I'm not even thinking about that, thank God. I'm kind of past that. I did all the grieving I needed to do, and I thank you for letting me do that. It took longer than I thought, and uh, I didn't handle it well. I didn't handle it well at all. So thank you for letting me do that. Sorry, Sorry. Tootsie just... uh... I shut the machine off the second before she barked. this. The door, the, the room I stay in a lot is right by the pool gate. And the pool gate, that area is where the housekeepers do laundry and stuff. And oh, my God. In the summer, it's full of a bunch of people wanting to swim. I get it. I like the sound of that. It's nice. But this time of year, it's all laundry. You know, housekeepers who are very nice people. But this Four days of rain in L.A.? What an awful... I, every morning I walk out and go, again? I know that sounds like a... In L.A., we don't get rain four days in a row. We, you know, it, it just... it We're very spoiled by having, you know, 75 and sunny. 74 and sunny, to coin a phrase. When I first moved to L.A., it was El Nino. 1997. I think it was February. And... <clears throat> 13 straight days of rain uh, torrential we, I would drive down Fairfax Avenue and I don't know why there was this ad campaign about Jewish old ladies I don't know in Fairfax district there's a lot of, a lot of older Jews and stuff and the, the pastry shops are there the restaurants are there kosher spots etc and it was like there's billboard everywhere what about your bubby You know, about grandma. What about your bubby? I I couldn't understand what that meant. What's the, who's the bubby? What is this? And then I watched three women sit uh, (laughs) on, they sat on a park bench, and they, the water was rushing by their feet so fast because of the storm, they just had their legs up. (laughs) It just struck me funny. Three old ladies with their legs up in the air because the water was too much. Anyhow. Mishmash show. Here, yeah, I want to say something else, too. Um, I'm not really against this. I just don't know why it's a thing. What is this thing about babies learning sign language? I don't understand this new thing. Like, oh, yes, my child can say more. And he can say eat, And he says he's tired with his hands. I don't get it. Why is that a thing? Why do babies need to know sign language if they can speak? I don't get it. Teach them Latin. Same thing. We don't need this. I, I'm, I'm against the whole uh, people signing on TV. A president's got to speak or a big function, someone's speaking, and there's that person to the right or left doing the sign language. I think it's all bullshit. You know, there's closed caption for people. I'm sorry if you're deaf and blind and you can't read closed captions. Maybe TV's not for you. But enough with the, I can't. It's like courtroom sketch artists. We don't need them anymore. Just take a picture of your iPhone. Show the real person, not a cartoon version of him being found guilty. It's stupid. It's prehistoric. Anyhow, I watched a little bit of Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen, <clears throat> the double Andes, and they still found a way to have some drinking fun during the New Year's Eve live special. CNN banned them from consuming booze. Uh, and the two of them kept drinking non-alcoholic mystery shots to ring in 2023. Worst idea ever. I think pickle juice was one of them. Like all, all stupid things. No one, nobody wants to see that. No one wants to see you getting nauseous or sick over a, over a, a shot. It's not entertaining. You have a shot of scotch and, and me, you know, I don't. I don't know why CNN thought this is a better way to go. Stupid. You know, Andy, Andy Cohen, he he loves to have a good time. He told producers he needs tequila. Pickle juice, apple cider, vinegar, buttermilk. You want your host to have diarrhea on air? What are you doing to them? Nothing wrong with having a couple of shots of booze on New Year's Eve. But, I mean, last year, Andy Cohen got bananas. He, went, <laughs> he took apart Bill de Blasio, the mayor. He told Ryan Seacrest production and the staff that they're a bunch of losers that was a fun moment that was a good time so you've got an idea for a business the store of your dreams there's just one thing to figure out everything that's why shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online in person and everywhere else sell on social media source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash listen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at
1: LuckyLandSlots.com.
0: Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, I just gave some time for the artificial intelligence to pick up a break in my speaking. And that means that you just heard a commercial spot or what have you. I've gotten some complaints from people, not many, two or three. And it's just stupid. It's just what you do. Everybody's got commercials. Every podcast has commercials. So you just heard a couple right now. That's all. But getting back to CNN, the network was serious. We're knocked at our, our correspondents will not be drinking. And Andy Cullen said, Anderson and I will be the people partying on CNN we gonna be partying responsibly. It, I saw like 15 minutes of it the other night. It didn't do nothing for me. You know, Kathy Griffin used to be fun when she did it, even though I can't stand her politics. She had a way about her that was fun. She got Andy, uh, she had Anderson Cooper to, to do shit and say things he wasn't expected to say and giggle, you know. That was fun. That was fun when you put somebody who's normally very, you know, calm and confident on air to make them look and sound silly. Anderson Cooper is very much like that. But I wish Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper would just fuck already. I mean, let's just do it. But how about next year? You you guys get it on behind. Just do it. It, Enough of this. In fact, you know, I think they did. Uh, There's this long story about there was a blind date that they were set up on years ago. And they act like nothing happened. Nothing came of it. I don't believe it. Gay blind dates usually end up with sex. They're, gay guys are more sexual than straight men. Okay? Even to the point where a gay man will look at a beautiful straight woman and get a hard on. He'll pull her on his lap and he'll get hard. That's a freaky thing in, in itself. But that absolutely exists. I think they, I think they probably did. There was this old blind date a long time ago, 1990s, back when we were all in New York and stuff. And Anderson Cooper said he knew within a minute he was never going to go out with Andy Cohen again because Andy Cohen, being the blazingly gay man he is, and I have no problem with it. I think it's funny. He wanted to know about his mom, Gloria Vanderbilt. And that's not what Anderson Cooper wanted to hear. That was his, like, limit line. You can't. Bring up my mom. And Andy said, look, I just wanted to date the Vanderbilt boy. Oh, my God.
1: I think they fucked. I do.
0: I was alarmed by this picture I saw in the paper today of uh, Pope Benedict. His last words before he died on Saturday were, Lord, I love you. I don't believe that at all. I don't buy it. I think that's exactly what they wanted him to say, and they made sure he said it. He probably just drooled, and who knows what he said. I don't think he said that. I don't think so. He could have said a lot of good things. He could have talked about the the pedophiles in the Catholic Church. Could have talked about the uh, Nazi youth he had. There was an archbishop, George Gainswine, whatever the hell, Gainswine. He called a nurse who was helping Pope Benedict out, 95 years old. And she, he said, she said, she heard the words. She heard the words. She said, Benedict making the short statement about 3 a.m. before he died later that morning. It was a faint voice, but in a very distinct way said in Italian, Lord, I love you. I was there for that moment, but the, the nurse, a little later, recounted it. I don't know. Those were his last comprehensible words because afterwards he wasn't able to express himself anymore. Now, I wish this guy would have expressed himself while he was alive. Okay, I don't like, the, I'm very against the whole Catholic thing, the religion, the way it is, the way they hide pedophiles, they move them to different, different countries and cities and states. It's Disgusting. Disgusting. So I'm not going to ever look up to a man like that. And as a matter of fact, whenever a pope says anything, I go, who gives a fuck? No one cares what you say. You're the pope. Oh, the pope condemns what's happening in Iran. Nobody cares. Nobody listens to you. You might as well say a five-year-old girl in Detroit condemns. Murder. It doesn't matter. They have this pretend importance attached to them. And I was there. I was in Easter Sunday at the Vatican. I saw it. I saw him come to the fucking window, not the, not the window, the you know, balcony and do the whole thing. I, I went up, the, up all those steps. I did it. I did it. I was like, eh, eh. I, you know, I'd rather watch a movie. But there are fanatical people there. My goodness. I mean, hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of people crammed in to see him do the wave. <laughs> I don't know what he means. I don't know what he means you know listen i'm not anti religion i as i've said I always get misty in church i always uh you know i always find God moments in life for sure so i'm not i'm not agnostic i'm not against it but the big the flamboyancy of it, the big fucking hat everything's in gold, you know the pulmobile of the, the Plexiglass. What are we doing? It's to me. It's the stupidest thing ever.
1: And I don't. You know. Pope Benedict, Pope Francis, paid his
0: respects. Paid his respects. I should say. The night before, I think. Francis prayed for Benedict's passage to heaven and expressed appreciation for his service as. Head of the Catholic Church that lasted eight years. Is that something you want to be the head of? With all the bad publicity surrounding it? You happy about that? Now they're going to let that. Then the picture in the paper was him just laying there. I think I put it on Instagram or on the Facebook page. I couldn't believe we were seeing it. Usually people put make like they make the dead up with makeup. They make them look a little more alive, so to speak. He looked awful with the fucking two-foot hat laying on his back.
1: It looks ridiculous, guys. Why do we do
0: it? You know, again, I'll, I can't say this enough. It's, it's more sad to me that he refused to expose sexual abuses in his House of the Holy. And I thought maybe he'd apologize for his support for the Nazis and protecting pedophile clergy. So I got a warm place in my heart for this guy. And the newspapers are writing stories right now. I know it's slow. I get it. I was in the business. The Post, which I love, the New York Post is allowing, you know, comments on the dead Pope, but they're not taking any comments on the crazy radical Muslim who attacked the cop in Times Square with the big fucking butcher knife. Or they're not taking... And they're not making any comments about Mike Pompeo's warning about the the filthy Chinese spreading their virus. Millions of Chinese have COVID and that there's no travel restriction. This is fucking gross. I don't need to read about a dead pope. Give me real news. Things that will affect me. This radical Muslim man, 19-year-old kid, 19-year-old Islamic radical New Year's Eve machete attack on New York PD cops. And he sought to target a uniformed officer or somebody armed because he believed them to be an enemy of the state. How do you like that shit? and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Trevor Bickford is the asshole's name from Maine. I got to tell you, maine, Maine's maine got some crazy shit going on in Maine. A lot of people drink too much. Uh, and There's drugs up there. Maine is a weird, you know, Maine's like out of our, no one really thinks about Maine. You know what I mean? It's like the utility room in your house. You don't really care. Well, you know the boiler room's there. You got the, the. Maine is fucked up. Beautiful state, but fucked up. We we set whole self in the screenplay. Me and road wrote in Maine on the cliffs with the ocean. It's beautiful, but yeah, be careful in Maine, man. Lobster rolls and crystal meth and God knows whatever the
1: hell else. So this guy, Bickford,
0: went to Midtown Manhattan sadly, to purposely assault a cop or somebody with a gun. That's what he said. He hatched the plot as recently as the day before. And he, quote unquote, found religion after his father's overdose in 2018, then became radicalized. As recently as a month ago, this guy was already on an FBI terrorism watch list. His mother and his aunt tipped off the agency about his extremist views. They call him a lone wolf who didn't appear to be affiliated with any particular Islamic extremist group but noted the investigation is still active and ongoing with cops combing through his cell phone, blah, blah, fucking blah. The guy planned to go to Afghanistan to join his uh, Islamic militants. But then he said, you know what? I'll go to New York instead. Went down to the Bowery Mission. I know it well. I Shit. The uh, Bowery Mission. Oh, my God. That's where I did a lot of my photography in college. I was shooting homeless people. Back then, they were called bums. No one said homeless. And I would shoot bums all day. Winos and bums and drug addicts strung out on park benches with needles in their arms. No, no bullshit. 1980, 81. And the Bowery mission was right there. In fact, two guys I photographed, I gotta find those shots. They're really nice. Ended up in a book. Ended up in somebody's book of photography. They took the same two guys that I shot and they thought. Wow, these guys are great to having a book. They just look like a bum. Like you couldn't, you couldn't cast them better. And in, in the beginning, I was so nervous to get near people like that—winos and drug addicts. I would, I would shoot my camera. It was a Pentax, and I'd shoot from like thirty, forty feet away. And my teacher, Lucille Rhodes, I just remember her name just now. She would say, "You got to get closer. You're too far. You got to get closer." And little by little, I would go to New York City every Saturday. I remember it was cold. It was wintertime. And these guys were living on the street. And I got really close to them. I, five feet, four feet, you know. And, and to see every wrinkle on their face and every concern and worry and heartache on their face. It was awful. But I got an A for the essay, the photo essay. But I remember the Bowery Mission. It was always there. It looked sad. It looked like this is the last, the last spot. This is it. So the guy goes, oh, I'm not going to go to Afghanistan. i will go to New York instead and, you know, slice up a cop. Goes to Times Square, walks up to the cops, not saying a word, just starts swinging the weapon. Machete known as a Gurkha. They have a picture of him in the newspaper eating some awful looking meat think it's an oxtail. I don't even know. It's a bowl with a bone in it. And, oh, just shit. It's, a, it, you know, I was on the FBI watch list. Did the FBI share this information with other law enforcement agencies? Or did they just keep it to themselves? Because they have a reputation of not sharing information. I bet you they sat on it. Too busy doing surveillance on soccer mobs. And PTA meetings. The FBI needs to come clean and inform the public just how many of these ticking time bomb assholes are walking the streets of America and exactly what they're doing about them. But I know they got to censor Twitter and and, and keep Elon Musk, uh, you know, it, it just makes me sick. Stop terrorist attacks. Don't fuck with Twitter. Stop sticking up for Hunter Biden. Just protect us. But I'll tell you right now, if you notice that, you know, you've got a white relative who has become a Muslim, you need to immediately go to the police and share that information. I'm telling you, that relative needs to be monitored. It, they just do. The guy found Islam in 2018. That's what the article says. He's now 19 years old. If he's an extremist intent on killing infidels, why didn't he buy a rifle or a shotgun? Over a year ago, he could have purchased a rifle or shotgun in his home state of Pennsylvania. Comes on with a machete? It sounds weird to me, guys. It's a little fugaziness about this. Something don't smell right. And I'll tell you something. I don't think we have any Muslims who listen to this show. There's, there's zero reason to be allowing the spread of Islam in the West. Only problems can come of this. And these are patient people. Eventually, they will destroy the West. Israel's fighting to survive, and people hate them for it. Same thing's going to happen in America once they are here. Enough Muslims. You'll see. Let's talk about something sexy. That's too That's too miserable. Megan Fox. Megan Fox is looking for a new girlfriend. Yeah. She's engaged to this jerk-off Machine Gun Kelly who wears, you know, lavender hair and purple hair. And it's just, it's ridiculous. It's, you know, whatever it is. He's a young kid, punk, singer, whatever. I don't know. Smashes glasses on his face after he sings in concert. He's out of his mind. But he's fucking Megan Fox. He's engaged to her. And she's one of the old-timers. And she puts out a message on Instagram, I'm looking for a girlfriend. Please submit applications in my DMs. And they show beautiful pictures of her. I mean, she never takes a bad picture. Wears those furry bucket hats, and that still doesn't make her look
1: bad. People were offering
0: themselves to be with her naturally. And she's been open about her sexuality. Of course, during Pride Month, she wrote on Instagram, I'm putting the B in LGBTQIA for over two decades. Really, you're bisexual, Megan Fox? Who are the girls you've been with? Wouldn't one of them step up and said something by now in 20 years? If anybody gets a shot at banging Megan Fox, they're going to talk about it. So I don't
1: believe it. I don't believe it. Like Tony Curtis
0: had to go share with Walter Matthau when he banged Yvonne DiCarlo. Great story. I've told it before. You can't keep that shit in. Imagine there's a girl out there now who had sex with Megan Fox. They're not talking about it. Get out of here. No. They call it the LGBT
1: icon, bisexual queen. <clears throat> it's all horseshit. It's just virtue signaling. Speaking of that, Leo DiCaprio has
0: been with Victoria Lamis, Beautiful girl. Beautiful girl. They're in Saint Barts. A thousand times better than Gigi Hadid, who looks like my ass in two parts. She's only 23. That's his range. Once they get 25, he he trades them off. He lets go of them. He's 48. She's 25. Partying on a yacht, New Year's Eve. You now the carbon footprint people who really care about the environment take a private jet and then a helicopter that lands on a yacht and they dance and drink and do drugs and have sex. That's it. So he's very concerned about the carbon footprint. Don't believe any of these assholes. I love Leo. He's always been a good guy to me. I like him a lot. I love his acting. I, I have a special place for him. Good kid. Kid forty eight. He's telling people, Ah, we're just friends, we're just friends. He always wears the stupid baseball cap, dark sunglasses, you know, white T shirt. Drake was there, Toby Maguire, of course, was there. Toby goes
1: everywhere with Leo. You know
0: <clears throat> Leo there's so many Obviously, this Llamas girl is the daughter of Lorenzo Lamas, and uh, he says that she's smitten with Leo, and of course she would be. She likes him very much, Lorenzo said. But it's this thing Leo has that a lot of, not a lot, but there's a long, ongoing rumor about him being gay. I don't believe it. I even confronted him about it. We had dinner. I tell you this story many years ago, nineteen ninety four, five, 5, whatever it was. He was 22 years old or something. He said, what do people say about me? I said, people say you're gay. And he said to me, I can't be gay. I just fucked um, Bridget Hall, who was a beautiful model at the time. I said, "People people don't care if you did that. I mean, it's great that you did it, but that doesn't mean you're not gay. I said, they just have a thing about you. He couldn't understand it. But the fact that he talked about it to me made me think, is this really a thing? There's been long-standing rumors that he's with Lucas Haas, his actor buddy, who looks like he's on the spectrum and a half. I don't know what Leo would see in Lucas Haas. Nice kid, but no, no.
1: That's always been a rumor, that these are
0: all beards, and he takes his mother out on these dates as well. We've seen that happen before, too. I love the way they say this. The actor, for his part, has been living his best single life. What is this new fucking expression? Living his best life. Since he broke up with longtime partner Camilla Marone, she was a beauty, too. But, you know, she aged out. 26. No good. I remember when we had dinner that one time. Well, we had dinner more than one time but there was one night where his star was really rising big time before titanic right around titanic time and um we're just hanging out at bowery bar speaking of the bowery mission we're hanging out at bowery bar was a very famous spot and some girl comes in between us and starts talking to him and you know giving him shit and not not wanting an autograph, just being an asshole. Just like, she kept bothering him. And he's like, I'm with my friends now. I just, you know, I really want to be with my friends, but thank you. And he gave her an autograph. And then she just spit in his face. Spit in his eye. And I would have, I would have throttled her. I said, hey, what the fuck? I pushed her away. And he just said, no, no, it's alright. It's time for me to go home. I know. I've been out too long. And he He didn't get mad. He didn't get angry. He just wiped
1: his eye with his sleeve and went and got a taxi. Crazy, right? And finally, Barbara
0: Walters died. Met Barbara Walters a few times. I always found her to have tremendous poise. You knew when she was in the room. I never considered her to be a great journalist, though. No. To me, she was a talking head, even though she talked to everybody. Everybody sat down for Barbara Walters. I found those interviews bullshit. If you're a tree, what do you think? It's just stupid shit. Always getting people to cry. She tossed out softball questions most of the time, man. Diane Sawyer is more my type of journalist than Barbara Walters. But what Barbara Walters did with The View is uncanny. Unbelievable. Whoopi Goldberg, Jenny McCarthy, Sherry Shepard, Joy Behar—so many women came and went and are still there. Like what a what a machine she built with her producing partner Bill Getty. I remember when she talked about she had her own vibrator and she called it "Selfie" because it was about self-love. That was a big day to hear her say that. Robert Walters also had an affair, I'm sure you guys remember, an affair with a a very married senator um, back in the day, Edward Brooke, Massachusetts
1: senator, almost ended both of their careers.
0: Robert Walters at that time was twice divorced, was a rising star on TV, co-host of the Today
1: Show, and um, I remember the
0: story, I think it was um, her lover, the guy, told her she was the oldest woman he'd ever been with, and she wanted to say, but never did, oh yeah, well, you're the blackest man I've ever been with, but she held it back. That would have been, I mean, that affair was a crazy one. Black man, married, banging Barbara Walters on the side. Jesus Christ. Wow,
1: almost blew up both their careers. I've got to give her credit. You know, I'm not going to shit on her. She did great things while she was here. She just devoured
0: the news she she stood above the news every day, every week. It was Barbara's face, Barbara's interviews you know sixty minutes. It, the view, she's just, you know, a huge person in our lives. And she's gone. She'd been sick for a while, though. Um, not really seeing many people except her closest friends. Everybody was kind of counting when you think it's going to happen. When is she going to go? <sighs> That's the way it gets for a lot of people. Sad as it sounds. As sad as it sounds. You know, I won't bring this up anymore because i've talked so much about it but with my nephew dying
1: it makes you think about life in
0: general and um you know even an event as big as that as gigantic as that in our lives jackie's gone we you know we still found time to laugh as much as we grieved, we laughed too. And that's the way it's gonna be for all of us, man. No one's gonna grieve for fucking two years when you die. Not gonna happen. People got lives, they got bills to pay,
1: they got jobs to do, they're gonna go on with their lives.
0: I don't know where that figures into today's conversation. Oh, Barbara Walters. Well, whatever. I mean, she was bigger than she was bigger than life, bigger than life. And um you know, there's going to be a lot more like her soon that are going to go. I feel it. I felt it last year. and That certainly came true. I feel it again. I, I, pointer sister died. Uh, chick from 3-6 Mafia died. All these people are just going. I don't know what's going on. Something's in the air. Hope you don't catch it. That's it. I'm AJ Benzer. That was your show for January 2nd, 2023. We're in the new year. Okay? So if you've made any kind of promises to yourself, you're two days into them. Keep it up. Stay back. Stay strong. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Fame is a Bitch is an A.J. Benza Drop Biscuit Studios production featuring the endless wisdom, insightful commentary, and sometimes fucked up perspective of A.J. Benza. Executive producer, Mike Agavino.